Hi, it's David Poland, and this is the hot button number 27 in search of the new normal. The industry is not stable enough to have a new normal in the exhibition world yet. I don't expect we will really have one until the end of the summer of 2022. Only 30 movies with Hollywood as funder, creator, or first distributor have grossed $30 million plus domestic this year. And by this date in 2019, there were 67 such movies. Only 23 such movies have grossed over $100 million worldwide this year. And by this time in 2019, 65 films had grossed over that. So as you can see, in simple terms, the Hollywood theatrical business has been cut by more than half in 2021. That said, $50 million now seems like a reasonable targeted opening for a big film, and $15 million seems a reasonable opening target for a more modest movie. Recent openings make clear that hitting these numbers is absolutely doable. But still, none of the seven movies that have opened to $49 million or better have had multiples as high as three times. In 2019, seven of the 17 $49 million domestic openers did better than a three times opening. So, an example, Spider-Man Far From Home grossed $93 million domestic. Excuse me, it opened to $93 million domestic. Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings opened to $75 million this September. Given where the industry is right now, I see those as pretty equivalent openings. But Spidey grossed $391 million domestic by the end. If you take 20% off for COVID, that would leave Shang-Chi with $313 million, but in reality, Shang-Chi could only muster $224 million. And that is where the unknowable meets the opportunistic. Why are these opening hits coming up short in the end? Well, media and much of the industry has been hard-selling the front-loaded idea for over a year. Many have this bizarre notion that real people, their customers, are doing math like they do. Well, most box office comes in the first three weekends, so add a weekend and then move along. But people actually think to themselves... Well, I missed opening weekend. Maybe I can get to it. It's going to be on TV that I'm paying for in just a few weeks, huh? Yeah, I can wait that long. So what's the new movie out there? The truth is they're unlikely to get it for free in a few weeks, but perception is reality, and the industry marketers have been selling that perception. Some say the consumers are, who are willing to skip theatrical shows that the theatrical market is weak, but it doesn't. It's marketing 101. Don't confuse the consumer. Don't try to... Don't try to sell something that's already a little pricey by explaining that you can get it for free soon. Stop screaming at your marginal buyer not to buy. Getting somebody to click onto something is a sale, but it's a very low-resistance sale. Just because something is harder to sell doesn't make it unworthy of selling, and there are indications that this challenge overcome creates a lot more value for the content. There's a reason why the bigger movies have delayed release rather than dumped to streaming. Streaming doesn't have a direct revenue stream. And the huge offers for movies by the streamers have really been just one click over break-even. So you won't fail, but you can't really hit a home run. No one will sell a Blumhouse production costing rather little. Streamers would pay a huge multiple for the cost of those. But they have great value in theatrical because there's so much upside. So what is the benefit of releasing an unreleased title on a streamer versus one that has already been through theatrical? The number one advantage of going direct to streaming is not greater popularity, but that you don't risk failure in theatrical devaluing the content. If it launches on a streamer, there is little to no resistance by subscribers to taking a look. It's free, at least in their head. And all they're doing now these days is counting clicks and the amount of time people are watching in mass. Selling your theatrical film to streaming for films is when you think you can't sell successfully in theatrical. There are no facts that suggest the disparity in the openings versus the multiples is that audience habits have changed over the COVID era. We are still in the COVID era, and that continues to serve as a glass ceiling. In most other areas, it's understood that habits change because gathering was dangerous. But if you're trying to make Wall Street love you, you can go ahead and make the argument because, well, you feel like it. 
The market's slow recovery has not been about COVID so much as in the last four or five months as we've had the vaccine. It's really been the choice that studios have made to starve the marketplace. It's self-protective, and I get that. Fair enough. But the notion of exhibition being exclusively for big movies and big openings is a suicidal one. There is a reason we have only 1,000-seat theater in Los Angeles at this time. As I've said repeatedly, there are real business arguments for prioritizing streaming over theatrical. But I don't buy the details one must believe to make that argument all the time. But at least it's a real argument. People don't want to go to the movies is not a real argument. It's a mood. I was happy to see the overall domestic box office top $100 million again last weekend on the power of the Eternals opening, some nice holes, and 11 titles grossing over $1.5 million. But it will drop back under $100 million this weekend, and then it's up to Ghostbusters Afterlife and perhaps an over-deliver against expectations from King Richard. But the sign of a healthy theatrical business will be week after week of $100 million-plus weekends. Last weekend's was only the 6th of 2021. Shortened windows are not helping. The lack of product is a bigger problem. Media's been going on about what a great October it was. Well, it's not that complicated a math problem. It's Bond and Venom and Dune and Michael Myers all in the same month. Month. That's never happened before, certainly not in October. But folks, it was the 12th best October in history, not a miracle. Loaded. It was loaded and still only the seventh strongest October in the last decade. So after Ghostbusters Afterlife and Encanto happened around Thanksgiving, I would expect to have two weekends in a row under $100 million. And then we're at the window with Spidey, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story as a holdover, and then the following week, Sing 2, The Matrix Resurrections, and The Kingsman. That all starts around December 15th, and we should be well for a couple of weeks. It's a dry well again until Morbius, Forever Jackass, The Black Phone, and Moonfall at the end of January, then a slow February after that drop until the Batman breaks all the COVID-era records for sure at the top of March. Then April starts the summer, and we may see some semblance of a new normal around then. But that's six weeks away. Excuse me, that's six months away. I wish it were six weeks away. It's a long way to Tipperary. And the schedules really aren't full enough. But each step will take us a little closer on this long, long road. Until Monday.